Well, praise the Lord again. It is a privilege to be here this morning with Brother Sister Shepherd. We went to church in St. John together. Um, I was thinking the other day about coming down here, and I was thinking of Brother Brian. I remember he was the bashful kind. I guess he still is. <laughs> uh, I remember him um, around the altar. That's one of my really big memories, was around the altar, praying. Remember when he went to Bible school, and uh, this morning, that one morning in prayer, I, I really felt to just drop him a little note to let him know I'm praying for him. And uh, just a few days later, I, I got this little note and had on it, you made me smile. Does that sound like Brother Ryan? Mm -hmm. You made me smile. Well, I knew he meant it. I knew he meant that he was just glad to be remembered and prayed for. Amen. And so we're, we are honored to be here today. In fact, honored to be asked to come back. We were here a couple of times, and here we are again. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's starting to wear on us. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's a long drive down here. Um, I began to wonder if I ever had been here before. It took us so long to get here. Of course, we had to stop and get some Cortland apples and so on and so forth. But the Lord is good. He's having faithful. Having and, a coffee. And having a coffee. Right, right. <laughs> Pioneer. That's what we're here for today. We should have got a banana split right up here. Though. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to preach? <laughs> I want to open the store like that in Amherst, but they won't open it. <laughs> Big scoop. Yeah. Pioneer means uh, <laughs> starting or preparing a road. And uh, we're starters, we're investors. It reminds me of a story one time that I read of an elderly gentleman, and this gentleman, everywhere he went, he carried an oil spray can. And everywhere he went, if he needed to lubricate a squeaky uh, door or latch or whatever, he, he did it. And he was preparing the way for the next one to come that didn't like uh, squeaky noises or latches that were about ready to fall off. He made sure that they were uh, stable. So I believe that's what our pioneers are aiming to do, mm. is yes. oh God. prepare the way and make sure that you stay on the road. Amen. Labor goes in vain if you don't follow the path. Amen. We can labor, us pioneers have labored for years, and we've worked with a lot of people down through the years, and some are hungry for a walk with God, and some aren't. But you work with both, and you pray with both, but it, the disappointment comes when those that aren't willing to give up and follow the Lord. It's a big disappointment to us. But can we imagine what it means to the Lord Amen. to be rejected? He already went through that. Right. He was rejected at Calvary. He was whipped, beaten, so on. You know the story. But if ever there was a true pioneer, oh God. he was one. Amen. And so I lift up the name of Jesus today. We're not here to be lifted up ourselves. 
But we are here to lift up the name of Jesus. He is my pioneer. John the Baptist went before him, prepared the way for Jesus to come. But Jesus has come. And then he has sent out you and I, uh, every one of us, to work for the kingdom of God. I had a little article here that I read in the paper, and I imagine some of you folks uh, have already uh, read it, but it's talking about pioneers. Grandma's apron. It said the principal use of grandma's apron was to protect the dress beneath. But along with that, it served as a pot holder for removing hot pans from the oven. It was wonderful for drying children's tears, and on occasion was even used for cleaning out dirty ears. From the chicken coop, the apron was used for carrying eggs, fussy chick, uh, fuzzy chicks, and sometimes hatched, hatched eggs to be finished in the warming oven. When company came, those aprons were ideal hiding places for shy children. When the weather was cold, Grandma wrapped it around her arms. Those big old aprons wiped many perspiring brows. Bent over the hot wood stove, chips and kindling wood were brought into the kitchen in that apron. From the garden, it carried all sorts of vegetables. After the peas had been shelled, it carried out the pods. In the fall, the apron was used to bring in apples that had fallen from the trees. When unexpected company drove up the road, it was surprising how much furniture that old apron could dust in a matter of seconds. <laughs> when dinner was ready, Grandma walked out onto the porch, waved her big apron, and the men knew it was time to come in from the fields to dinner. It will be a long time before someone invents something that will replace that old-time apron that serves so many purposes. Amen. And that's, I will liken to the Bible. We cannot outnumber the uses of the Bible. So many, many. No matter what comes up in our lives, there is a scripture that goes forth Amen. and goes with yes. it to encourage you. The other morning in devotions, I was praying and praying for this service. And as you notice, we did switch times. He was to speak this morning. I was to speak tonight. But what God gave me wouldn't fit tonight. It wouldn't Amen. be evangelistic. Amen. It would Great. be just, you know. Anyway, so as we consent it this morning to switch places. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Now I can't hear it all. Pardon? Many uses of the Right, right. And when I was in, I opened my little devotional book because I was praying about preparing for this service and we, did, we came to be a help. And I didn't want to be a hindrance, and I wanted God to use us, and I want God to help us and to speak yes, to someone. And so I said, Lord, give me a scripture that I can base what I'm feeling, base it on it. And the scripture was this. I will perfect that, perfect that, which concerneth you. And that's what was concerning me, was getting God's will yes. for this service this morning. And saying something that would encourage uh, each one of you. We all live in a day of so many things. As I met Brother Ryan this morning at the door, he just said, it's been a rough morning. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, we all have them. 
sometimes rough nights. We all struggle through life. Life isn't just all sunshine. But there are some rainy days, and there are some gloomy days, and there's some discouraging days. There's some sick days. There's some times when we wish that we could roll over and go back to sleep and forget it was day. But I'm glad because God gives us the strength Amen. To get up Amen. and go on. Yes. And in our Christian experience, I don't know about you, but I know about myself. I've never once felt to turn away and go back. Right. But there's been times that I've felt like I was just struggling, trying to make it, yeah. just overwhelmed with the things of life and the cares that came upon me and struggles and, oh, and just things that you hear that... Uh, family affairs and just just things that would so break you down and make you want to, you felt like you were crawling, not walking. But that's the time that the strong rock stood with me. The Lord Jesus Christ, he stood by me, he took me through that storm. He brought me up off my knees and I began to walk again. I'm thankful today for Calvary and the plan of salvation and the pioneers that have stood and walked oh, this path before yes, me. Yes. I was thinking, and I came across another article about um, the Olympic flame. And what it said was the tradition of lighting an Olympic flame comes from an ancient Greek, and it's called a sacred flame. Uh, it stayed lit until the games were completed. And this flame represented struggle for victory. Yes, That's exactly what it is today. Yes. It's a struggle for victory. Every day, every right. day, right. every day, yes. you have to claim victory for your life. Amen. And then the torch, and I yes. had brought a torch with me, and I thought, well, if I fool around with that flame, I'll lose my thoughts. So I'm just going to leave it alone and, and try to explain it. But the torch, uh, it, uh, relay torch. The last runner carries the torch into the Olympic Stadium during the opening ceremony. The flame is then lit from the torch and will remain lit until it is, is extinguished during the closing ceremony. And God has already lit the torch. Amen. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. And yes. it's our responsibility right. to carry yes. the torch. Amen. And don't let the flame go out. Amen. The uh, torch runner. Praise the torch relay symbolizes the passing of the Olympic traditions from one generation to the next. Right. Now, I know that there are some younger people here today, but there's a lot of us that are getting lightheaded. <laughs> we're we're uh, starting to have some pains in the wrong places. We're starting sometimes to get the knees to bend, so on and so forth. But I'm still going to carry the torch. I've made up my mind years ago as a young girl. When I start on this journey, I'm going to finish it Praise with the, the help of the Lord. So I'm carrying the torch today. Praise the Lord. And I'm thankful that the Lord has given me the strength to do it. Without his help, I could not do it. But God is so faithful. I am a third generation Pentecostal. And uh, 
I, I've had a great heritage passed down to me. And I thought of um, examples of pioneers, and of course the Bible is full of examples of uh, pioneers. Naomi taught her daughter-in-laws. If you know the Bible about Naomi and Ruth and Orpah, you know that uh, Naomi was a, a, what would I call her? I guess Olympic flame carrier. She just carried the torch mm -hmm. everywhere she went. She went into a, an atheist country, and but her sons died, her, fa her brother, her father, no, the husband died. Uh, but the daughter-in-laws loved her. And as Naomi decided it's time to go back home, she had to explain to her daughter-in-laws where she was going. The daughter-in-laws had to choose what they were going to do. Well, we know what happened. Orpha rejected. She blew out her flame. She went back to the Orthodox or the old way and didn't hold to the, the flame. She let the flame go out. But Ruth said, thy God shall be my God. And as I read that, every time I read that, it puts a fire in my bones. Because her God is still my God. He still has Amen. never changed. Amen. He's going to be the same Hallelujah. until the, the torch is blown, right. the trumpet sounds, and yes. we go home. Praise Hallelujah. God. Glory. Paul said to Timothy, yes. to my own son in the faith, he had been a pioneer. Mm -hmm. He said, charge some, Timothy, though, that they that teach no other doctrine, don't you ever pass it down that they can teach any other doctrine. Because you can't. You've got to believe the word of God. Which some, he said, have already swerved from and turned aside. In other words, I'm passing something on to you that I want you to pass on to others. Don't water it down. Give it like it is. Amen. Amen. When I'm making a cake, if I dilute something and change it, it don't turn out. Right. Did you ever make bread with just flour and yeast? <laughs> Never. You have water. You have salt. You have a little bit of sugar. You have some margarine, whatever you put in it. <laughs> Hand me down. <laughs> and if you don't do that, you won't have a loaf of bread. You'll have a hard, hard nothing. But I believe today that if we swerve from what God has left us in his word, and we are responsible for what's in his word, that we'll not make it. The flame will go out. We must keep the flame burning, and we must walk with God daily. We read about passing the torch from Grandmother Lois to Mother Eunice down to her son, Timothy. What examples that we have to go by. Deuteronomy 11, 19, and 20. Moses here is instructing the children of Israel. And ye shall teach your children, speaking of them when thou sittest, and speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, then, verse 20, thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house and upon thy gate. 
Remember a mother that used to write on the bathroom mirrors a scripture. And when her children went in to bath up, wash up for school, whatever, there was that big scripture in front of them. Praise God. Every day, we need to be reminded that the flame is still in our hands. Mm -hmm. And we must carry it. But you must have it lit. It won't work if you don't. We have a beautiful church here in Middleton. You're so blessed. Beautiful church. But there has been great sacrifice to have this church. And you older folk all would understand what I'm saying. Um, I know a man here that made a pulpit for our church in Amherst. Worked on the ceiling. I, I guess he probably did it here. I don't know. But there's been many that have labored, sacrificed to have this beautiful emphasis. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, you know, the community can be proud of this building. Some of you have been the means, I'm sure, of this community having pioneers like you to accommodate a church for all to come to worship in. I've heard of different ones, and of course, me being from New Brunswick and living 34 years in Prince Edward Island, um, I didn't hear a whole lot about Nova Scotia. Uh, came to camp meeting some, but uh, you know, didn't know a whole lot of people and many of the churches I hadn't heard of. But uh, while I was pre- preparing this, I, thir- I heard Brother Cole tell about Brother Paul McDonald, was it? That came down yes. and worked here and Brother Cole Brother Orr and Brother Orr Hathaway yeah. and other men working yeah. uh, on the roof, especially of the, of the parsonage. And of course, I think you said you start from the basement. And put yeah. Brother Brother Bennett got his uh, shirt nailed on the roof over there at one time. You know, Brother Bennett. Oh, yeah. He, Did he blow out his flame? <laughs> 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 we had a great time. We drove all night that night to come down. It was just a, uh, anyway, I'm not gonna preach. The basement was <laughs> over there. There was no church here, but the basement, and we went on up. Of course, they had church over there in the top part, and some lived in, I guess my brother lived down in the basement there for one. Yes, brother and sister Ron Cole, that was the next one I was gonna mention. Sister Eunice Barton, sister Allen, um, and Allen, I guess her name wasn't yes. Allen at the game. Laboring here to get the truth of the gospel to the community because uh, don't feel um, that I I just don't know who else worked on it, so I'm not trying to leave out anybody. Uh, they labored here for the truth, the gospel that could reach this community. I'm sure many of you here today have invested your time in the work of the Lord in Middleton. Um, some and the money that has been invested into this church so that it could be a lighthouse mm. for all around. Amen. You had not let the torch go out. I look around today and see a good number out and I think it's been worth every time mm. that a preacher stepped in here and tried to help and work and to spread the gospel. Jesus. It has not been in vain. You kept Amen. your flame working. Oh, you have not blown it out and I I, I Say today, don't let it go out. Amen. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Now, other ministers have come and kept the torch burning, and I think of Brother and Sister Dickinson, I think of Brother and Sister Shepherd, tent makers that have helped pioneer and open up works all over New Brunswick and Nova Scotia um, and PEI. I think of Brother and Sister John Min, especially today, mm. uh, going into Stuyat, starting, yes. I believe that's where the work started. Mm. Um, Brother and Sister Harold Cole, if you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I was asking quite a few questions this morning. Uh, Sydney Church and Parsonage, <laughs> they built. Uh, New Glasgow atop on a basement uh, uh, and other air places and Truro, Parsonage and Church, Amherst Church and Two Houses. Um, God bless Nova Scotia Amen. with pioneers. Praise the Lord. I'm sure they weren't pioneers when they did all this, but they kept the torch Amen. lit. I was raised in Hatfield Point. I don't know if you know that. It's, it's, I tell everybody, to go to heaven, you must go through Hatfield Point. <laughs> it's where the Lord saved me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Um, quite a, oh, two or three, four years ago, uh, they had built a new part, I think maybe it's longer than that, Hatfield Point, and I was privileged to be in, and they built it in a new area, a new spot, and they built it up on a hill and the wild bay runs down just below their home. And I looked out and I said to the pastor at the time, I said, that's where I was baptized. He said, that's why it's such a big place, mm -hmm. a big river or bay, because you were baptized there. Of course, he was only teasing. But I'm thankful for that day. I could never get away from it. Mm -hmm. God put his approval on my life. And I love him for Praise God. Uh, there were pioneers, such as Brother Crabtree, Brother Howard Hatt. Um, they started out what they called the old barn, or glory barn. They cleaned it up. They built seats uh, and put in that. My dad and mom made their start there to serve God. Mm. And they raised 11 children. Praise God. 10. One passed away at 13 months. My dad was one of the first to be baptized in Jesus' name in Hatfield Point. Praise God. So I am so privileged. Mm -hmm. uh, my, mom, my mother's mom and dad uh, came to the Lord too, so that makes me the third generation. Missionaries went to their fields of calling without help, without uh, PIMs, uh, without Christmas for Christ. Uh, they went there as pioneers. Um, I remember Brother and Sister Jimmy Burns going, uh, leaving on a boat in St. John to go uh, to Ceylon at that time. They called it Ceylon, Ceylon. Um, they had been there and come back on furlough, and when they were ready to go back, their oldest boy stood at the shore and refused to get on the boat with them. They were brokenhearted. They were leaving behind one of their children. Uh, I remember them standing there weeping. And I think of it today. They left behind a son, but they won so many people. Amen. Amen. 
and God blessed their efforts. God gave them many, many souls. Uh, brother and sister Benny DeMerchant went to Brazil as a young couple. Uh, they pioneered that work there. Went up and down the Amazon, he and his plane. Mm. Thousands were saved. Thousands received the Holy Ghost. Uh, they weathered the storms of sacrifice. They weathered loneliness. They weathered accidents. They weathered plane crashes where a couple of their helpers drowned. They weathered crocodiles. They weathered, weathered savages, a death of a son. Mm. But God gave them revival. Amen. Real, real missionaries. Jimmy Burns and the Larsons and the Drosses. That's just some of the ones that went there without any help. They just went and God supplied. God. Brother Dudley from New Brunswick, and you've all heard tell of Brother C.D. Dudley, I'm sure. Mm. He was a drunkard before he was saved. Oh, God. But he heard the gospel message. He got pricked in his heart, convicted. He repented, was baptized in Jesus' name, uh, and received the Holy Ghost. He felt the call to be a minister of the gospel. This man slept on the platform of the church. In the mornings, he took a slice of bread out to the raspberry patch. That's what he had for breakfast. But he had a revival up the man Amen. machine. God. And God, he prayed through hundreds yes. to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, I, I know that one that he prayed through was my sister-in-law. Uh, when he prayed for her to receive the Holy Ghost, he also said, Lord, let her be an intercessor. And if I've ever met an intercessor, she's one of them. Praise God. She knows how to pray. Hallelujah. God gave her that gift. Praise God. I'm so thankful for it today. Hallelujah. Many ministers can out from under his ministry. Praise God. God blessed him because he went oh, and carried the torch and oh. never let the flame go out. Amen. We, meaning my first husband and I, went to Prince Edward Island. We left our jobs. We had just made the last payment on our home. Uh, we moved to PEI just as tent makers. We went to help. Mm -hmm. um, just, just to do anything we could do mm -hmm. to help. And we weren't there long. Uh, we helped in a building in Charlottetown. They called it Hearts Hall. Now I remember um, we had some <coughs> wonderful, wonderful services and new people came in. Then uh, we were called to pastor the church in Bristol, PEI, the minister had only been there nine months. He was struggling, but he got a call to go to a church in, in New Brunswick. Um, and when he went, um, we went, he said, well, just fill in. Um, he said, maybe nine weeks, try it. And by that time, we might have a minister. And if we don't, um, maybe you can carry on a little longer. Anyway, it went from nine months to nine years, and that's how long we were there. And God blessed in that place. When we went there, there were two elderly people attending. We baptized nine in two months' time. And it wasn't for our glory. It was not. Those people before us had carried the torch, and the flame did not go out when they passed it to us. And God 
uh, did a mighty work. I remember one lady, and maybe I told it here before. What time do you get out of church? When you're done. When you're done? Yep. We'll have supper here. Okay. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, we baptized nine in two months, and after we went there, uh, we pioneered that work and mentored and pioneered work in Monarchy. But before I go on, one lady was standing on the shore when we were baptizing, when my husband was baptizing some people, and uh, she hadn't repented of her sins, but she was a relative of some of them who were being baptized, and she got so convicted. She uh, started to the water, and she met up with my husband, and um, he said, you've repented of your sins? And she said, I have repented on my way to the water. Thank repented God. of my sins, she said. And she went into the water. My husband baptized her. She Thank had a God. silk dress on. The salt water shrunk her dress. She was a very particular woman. I mean, everything matched. Every hair was in place. She was, she was just immaculate. When she came out of that water, she didn't look immaculate. I ran to her with a blanket to cover her, and she just looked at me and said, I am not cold. <laughs> Praise the Lord. She soon found out she needed a blanket. There's a beautiful church there now in Montague where we had gone to hold services. Just, we went for street services and so on. Beautiful church there. It's all paid for. The pastor there was one of our converts from the Bristol work. We first started having street services there in Montague. And um, while my husband was uh, preaching, there was this guy came up to him and wanted him to give him the mic. And my husband said, um, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't finished my message today. And so he said, I'm, I, I'm Jesus. And uh, so Brother Lewis just kept on preaching and he turned around and the other guy had gone to another guy from our church. And he shook hands with him and said, uh, I am Jesus. And this other guy said, nice to meet you, I'm John the Baptist. <laughs> it, it's amazing, you know, we can have fun and still go to church. Amen. We can enjoy our salvation. Uh, then we went, we rented a room up over a China shop. They evicted us, said that the movements upstairs made a dish fall off the shelf and broke. Then we rented the upstairs room of the Legion, believe it or not. We couldn't rent any other place, but we were getting people, and they needed a place to come and worship. Uh, we would clean up beer bottles um, and other debris before each service. Another pastor of another group, I, I'm just telling you this to tell you the opposition that you can face, but you can still keep the flame burning. Amen. Another pastor of another group gave us some opposition. He bought the building. He didn't want us there. So he bought the building and he evicted us. And he had an accident directly by the church and his little girl was killed. We cannot fight against God and his truth. Amen. It won't work. It won't work. God is going to have his church in spite of opposition and a beautiful church stands as a memorial of pioneers who have sacrificed for the gospel and truth 
in Montague PEI today. Praise the Lord. The Albertson PEI Church uh, was started by Brother Aubrey McAllister. Yes. Uh, a young man had come in and gave his heart to the Lord, a young Catholic guy, and opposition began in big time. Beer bottles were thrown at the church and while the service was, was in progress. But previous to this happening, uh, Sister McAllister had gone upstairs to go to bed but was wanting to take a bath. The only light on the house was um, the bathroom. And while she was trying to bath, a shot went off outside that window. Uh, another night, um, they saw this car drive in their yard. I think there were four men in the car. And when they were there, Brother um, McAllister decided they were here for trouble, so he just waited it out to see what was going to take place. The car started up and started to pull up the driveway. When Brother McAllister jumped in his, didn't put his lights on, but he followed this car. And this car, when he had to come to a stop sign, Brother McAllister put his lights on this car back home and it was just a day or two he got a phone call and it was uh, we weren't going to cause you any trouble <laughs> we we just and he couldn't explain himself so the other next day he called somebody called and said are you ready to die and he said yes if you are <laughs> God gives us the strength yeah. to be brave he gives us the strength, the courage to go on, no matter what people do or say. The pastor pioneered that word at that time, Brother McAllister. Three men came and I said, threw bottles at the church. Um, one jumped him on the back, bit his ear. Brother McAllister was, before he was saved, he was a fighter. And he just put the man over on the ground. And the guy in front of him grabbed his tie and yanked, and when he did, it was a clip on the tie, and he landed on the ground. <laughs> the other guy looked and thought, <laughs> I'm not going to fight against this man. He's got power with God. And God did work it out. After that, they never bothered the church. While pastoring in Bristol Church, we held street meetings in Mount Stewart. A group gathered to hear the service. A priest came along and moved everybody away, even the boy that had climbed the tree. <laughs> the mosquitoes were so bad, we called it their landing strip. We held street services in Bristol, Montague. They uh, threw crab apples and firecrackers at us. If you've ever had them things hit you, you know they hurt. But God was on our side. God gave us the victory. We had uh, a good group in Bristol. We had a good group in Montague. And then we moved to Alberton, and God blessed there. And I could go on and on about those places, but I'm not going to. There must never let the torch go out. Uh, we must never stop loving and praying for our loved ones. We never stop praying. We keep our attendance to the house of God. The truth of the word of God must be deep in our souls. Our holiness standards must never change. Acts 2.38 is as right today as it was the day it was printed. Yes. Keep passing the message on that the pioneers have passed on to you. We are here today because of prior pioneers who faced fires, floods, and flogging, floggings, 
and they remain faithful to God. Psalms 71, 17, 18. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. When I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. We honor our pioneers, the Brother Dudleys, the Brother Priests, the Brother and Sister Nylameans, the Brother De and Sister DeMerchants, the Drosses, the Larsons, the Posts, the Jimmy Burns, the Coles. If we started on the next generation, we'd have a lot of them, wouldn't we? God bless them. These were pioneers of the gospel, but not only do we call them pioneers of the gospel in mission fields, Anybody that has gone out in the work of the Lord, and that includes you. You may say, well, I'm not a pulpit person. I'm not a preacher. You are a Christian, and you carry the torch as well as we do, and don't let it go. When we are passing the torch, let's get it right, though. Don't dilute the message. John 3 and 3 and John 3 and 5 uh, was, you know, the scripture. And I want the next generation, we can read it. Jesus answered and said unto him, Dearly, dearly, I say unto you, except a man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is of old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? I'm glad that God can do anything. Moses pioneered the children of Israel, but they turned and worshipped to golden calf. The true gospel has gone out from the church. Lord, don't let the people ever turn from the true God. We have a candle. We have a torch. We must not let it go out. Remember, you are pioneering your children. Jesus paid the supreme price to pave the way for whosoever and to be saved. He was our pioneer. He is our pioneer. He's a torchbearer. He suffered. He was beaten. He bled. He died. He was nailed to a cross. He wore a crown of thorns. Amen. Don't let your church, uh, don't let your torchlight go out in spite of anything. Lord bless you.